0: Alright, let's get it going right here, right now. This is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening and it out an all-new Eyes Up Here on the Creative Control Network. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week, I'm joined here, of course, by the one and only, trademark, queen of extreme, Francine. And we are uh, coming to you live here in audio format, uh, live from my studio here in the uh, lovely state of Virginia. You're from an undisclosed location somewhere (laughs) from the Queen's Castle in the trademark land of the Queen of Extreme. But uh, how the hell are you on this uh, beautiful day we're recording?
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm just ducky. It's kind of cold this morning, but... really. You know, sun's out, guns out, you know, I'm uh locking and loading. You know, as we're getting recorded, you know, you're you're quieting the people in your house. I've been dealing with the friggin' cat
1: that's
0: been sitting at the top of the damn steps over here crying for the last two to three days, like wanting to come down. We don't let the cat in the basement. But holy shit, is it fucking annoying? Well, the language, the language. No, the cat's annoying as hell. Language. It's, sitting, it's sitting at the top of the steps going. Do
1: you think the cat's in heat? No, she's she fixed. She's just crying. Oh, okay. So she's she just wants to come downstairs and play. Yeah,
0: but she can't because she I, you know, i like my stuff around here, my statues, I got my stuff, and she climbs on it, so she can't come uh, down. But yeah, oh my god, she's annoying as shit. I'm trying to get my stuff done, and then all I
1: hear is Oh, are job. you loving her yet? Are you petting her? Are you holding her?
0: I go up and I give her, I show strip. her the, the, the you know, I'm the, I'm the dominant person in the house. So she, i show her, you know, that I'm the, the dominant male oh. in the house.
1: You're the only male in the
0: house. <clears throat> yeah, I know. A survival of the fittest. <laughs> How the hell are I, you?
1: Because that's why you have that title because you're the only I male.
0: know. I know. What, what, what's going on with you?
1: <laughs> um... This this is a, a kind of a quiet week for me. You know, I am not uh, booked this weekend. This is the WrestleCon weekend, by the way, uh, WrestleMania yeah. weekend, yeah. big weekend. Um, I usually go to WrestleCon, but um, I opted not to go this year um, only because California is very far. And I would have spent like two days traveling and three days actually working. And it was five days is way too long to be away, um, you know, from my situation. So uh, I opted to skip this weekend. Now, the following weekend after that is squared circle, which I had booked months and months and months before. I, you know, my mom kind of started with her decline and that's I'm going to be away like four days. Right. But I had already booked it, and I'm kind of locked in, so I couldn't renege on that one. So I have to go to that one. But WrestleCon, I was just kind of like, I don't think I'm going to go. Um, so I talked to a couple of my friends who are heading out there today, and uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope it's very successful for everyone involved. Um, are you going to watch WrestleMania?
0: I will check out WrestleMania at some yeah. point. I'm not going to fall into it like I did with the Royal rumble because I know that since it's two nights, I don't have eight hours of time to uh, spend watching WrestleMania. That's like a shift of work. If you're going to watch WrestleMania, so I'll check out. I definitely want to see the, the Cody Roman match. For sure. And we'll yep. talk about something with WrestleMania relations in a couple of minutes. But uh, okay. that's really it. I, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm invested enough in this Usos, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens storyline. I'll check that out. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, there's really nothing else popping off the page for me.
1: Gotcha. Understood. Yeah, I, pro- I, I won't watch, but I'll look at clips and highlights and read and see what's going on. And um, I don't know. It's a magical time of the year, though. It's like Christmas for a wrestling fan, you know.
0: It is. It's. I mean, it's lost a little bit. I feel like, and this is a weird one because, you know, is this a Vince McMahonless WrestleMania for the first time? Is Could this be
1: a better WrestleMania? Uh,
0: Maybe. I, the Maybe.
1: Jury's, I gotta say, the jury's out
0: on yeah. Triple H. You know, I, not that everybody's crying for uh, Vince McMahon to come back, but. The jury's out on uh, Triple what, H. What yeah. are
1: you talking when when this first all went down and Triple H gained power and the the ratings went up, right? I'm not gonna say through the roof, but the ratings continued to climb when Triple H got control and people were coming back. We were sitting here saying this is so great for the business and for WWE and it's such a good thing. And now you're telling me not so good.
0: No, they're still rewriting shows like at the last minute, you know, they don't know what they're doing, if they're coming or going.
1: They've done that for years.
0: Yeah, but it seemed like they were going in a little more of a structured direction and it just doesn't seem that way anymore. All the guys that he brought back seemingly have done absolutely nothing (laughs) with, you know, it's like, uh, what was the point of rehiring all those Folks. I mean, great for them. They got a paycheck and a steady income. But mm. creatively, you know, there's guys that just got taken off that I guess indie scene and could have been working more regularly and getting better instead of just doing the old showing up to TV and not working and maybe just being in a backstage segment and, and not I don't know, but it seems like this the jury's still out. Triple H, so this is Triple H's WrestleMania test. <laughs> Is Vince going to be there? I'm sure in some capacity, but you know, the hall of fame was like a big deal. It's very small this year compared to previous years. And mm. we talked about the hall of fame with uh SoCal Val a couple weeks yeah, ago. So much
1: controversy. A lot hall of, controversy. of controversy. Good Lord.
0: And then, you know, and then the Stacey Keebler reveal comes out, you know, about a week ago. And uh, it's so nice to see, like, how she settled into post-celebrity <laughs> <She's>, life. <laughs> yeah,
1: she looks lovely. I mean, I saw a picture of her walking with her three children. Beautiful family. Seems to have a great husband. You know, good honor. her. It, it's great. I love success stories in wrestling. I, I love the positive pieces. And, you know, I never really gave my two cents worth. I sat here and I listened to Val talk about Stacy and and how she doesn't think she deserves it um but you know I I, I kind of think she does deserve it if you look back on um her career and uh what she has done for the business she was a very prominent player in that era um now I'm not saying you know people say well this one deserves it more than this one or this one deserves to be in it before her because she did more than that that's not the way this hall of fame goes (laughs) this isn't your typical hall of fame we've discussed this this is like who they think uh will help them benefit what names will draw what names will sell tickets um i feel like stacy like i said she was she was a very very prominent figure in the era that she worked in um and and i told this story before when she first started in the business she was trying out to be a night nitro girl right and i had saw i i was at the baltimore airport i had a layover coming from a, a long ecw trip And I had my big ECW jacket on and she walked over. She was with her mom and dad at the time. She walked over to me and she tapped me on the shoulder and she said, do you work for ECW? I said, well, yes, I do. And I introduced myself to her and she told me, uh, you know, she was just starting with WCW. She said. All I want to do is dance. That's what she, that was the one line I'll never forget out of her mouth. I just want to dance. All I want to do is dance. And I told her, you're going to do much more than dance. Believe me. I said, they're going to use you for a lot more than dancing. And I was right. Um, do other people deserve it? Absolutely do. And hopefully they'll get the call. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, Stacy has contributed a lot to the business. Uh, as a manager, as, as just a, you know, a female and everybody knows who she is. Everybody who's a wrestling fan knows who she is. And I'm happy for her. She, she accepted it graciously. She, like you said, she has moved on. I don't know if she acts anymore. I really haven't heard much from her. Um, uh, There was an article up and she hadn't even been on her Twitter in years, and and she popped up to just say, you know, thank you WWE, and th- you know I'm happy to reconnect with you guys and stuff like that. So I- I'm happy for her, you know. And and again, it's a positive story. She has a great life, and I love seeing that for people in the wrestling business because too many times people get caught up in the wrong things, and we've lost so many of our, you know, dear friends and family because of it. And- It's just nice to see a positive piece.
0: Tori Wilson, also same era as Stacey Keebler in WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. You have to also give them that little asterisk, even though they came through that WWE diva era, they did break in in WCW. Yep. During a quite tumultuous era where you kind of got an education pretty quick because there was a lot of politics going on. And you had to get kind of learn on the fly as to what was going on from a business point of view. So whether or not she just wanted to dance, she was thrust pretty quick into having to deal with sharks, having to deal with, you know, getting into storylines, having to learn. She went from uh, miss Hancock, the standards and practices to, I don't know if they changed her. I don't think she was Stacy Keebler there. I think she was just miss Hancock, but standards and practices to stripping and this and that. So they kind of threw her straight to the wolves and she contributed a lot to the end of WCW. So right. it's not just that WWE diva era where she's a hall of famer. She broke in at the end of the nineties in WCW. So it's not like it's one small piece of time. It is that tail end of the attitude era. It's, it's a lot more than just that two thousands, you know, ruthless aggression diva era.
1: Yeah. And I re- I remember when she came on the scene, Um, I, I believe I was at, uh, I was watching Paul, um, edit the show for the week, the ECW show, we were up in, uh, Scarsdale and, uh, I think we, we might've had Nitro on and Stacy was on and Paul said, if I can get one girl, that would be the girl to bring over to ECW he he wanted Stacy Keebler I remember him saying that and could never get her <laughs>
0: and, and guess what after the uh after the tail end of the alliance era she was paired with the Dudleys yeah so there I remember you go Paul
1: saying that if I had my pick out of all the girls that we don't have I'd pick Stacy Keebler so there you go and,
0: and Coincidence? there you go
1: maybe I don't know
0: so, Hall of Famer. We talked about it a few weeks ago with SoCal Val, and yeah. now cemented in the Hall of Fame. And Good controversy equals cash, as Eric Fishall says.
1: There, there, are so many people who are Hall of Fame worthy out there that have not gotten in yet, but maybe they will. You know, but uh, for me, like I'm not gonna crap on somebody because somebody else didn't get in before them. She didn't sit on her on her hands and and and. Do nothing. She she did what she was told to do. She was over. She took the bumps. You know. She helped get guys over. I think she's Hall of Fame worthy. So there you go. That's That's my two cents. That's a bold take. Yeah, people can argue with me all they want. I don't care. I I do agree that there's others that deserve it as well. But uh, maybe everybody will get their turn. Who knows? But again, it's not the typical Hall of Fame. So you have to keep that in mind as well.
0: And the chatter will begin because next year, WrestleMania is in Philadelphia. So get ready because the uh, WrestleMania experience hits the Philadelphia area. And uh, I've already talked about with a couple people that, you know, the rumblings will begin probably around January that, Hey, if they're going to do it as a group, who would represent the group? If they're going to pick and choose, who are they going to pick and choose? Probably not is, me. <laughs> is there a default couple that they pick? That's the maybe logical guess that they would do that. But are they just going to umbrella? You know, there's the umbrella. We're just going to lump everybody under that umbrella. And then everybody who ever worked for the company says, oh, now I'm a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I don't. I don't care. How
0: about this picture? I just found this as I was uh, scrolling through Twitter, just uh, casually. There, here's a picture of uh, the Hall of Famer with the Dudleys. <laughs> How About that.
1: That's a great picture. <laughs> I like that picture a lot. I could
0: that's see great. your picture. I could see you doing that with the tag titles as well. So there, that's a play. Well, I did that out with of the Queen's tele-
1: book. <laughs> I did that with the Television Championship. Before, oh, that's right, you
0: did. There you go. Before
1: this picture was taken, I took one with a belt, so there you go. Yeah,
0: and as we say, the trend right
1: here that would be we did
0: it first, so there <laughs> yeah. you go. It's all me, but um, uh, you know, we'll kind of stay with that and uh, we'll, we'll kind of keep in the uh, you know, the WWE diva era. Somebody who you you know you worked with uh, in the news recently, uh, for different not not Hall of Fame news, no, but. You know personal news, uh, Kelly Kelly Barbie Blank, yes, uh, announces that uh, she is expecting her first child. The story behind it is that she had like a very tumultuous time getting there and had a very, very tough time, uh, an IVF uh, uh, battle, you know, for years to get to this point. But I'll I'll let you talk about it. But I was just surprised with how much coverage there was because this is like a very personal thing. But it was was like a huge story. yesterday. Yeah. Well,
1: she miscarried. She had a miscarriage uh, a little bit ago. And like you said, uh, she'd been trying for a very long time from what I understood. Um, When I met her, she was 19 at the time. Knew nothing about the business. As green as grass. Sweetest little thing. And, you know, we traveled together and we roomed together a couple of times and stuff. And she would always tell me, like, I just want to be a mom. I just want to have a baby. At 19, she was saying this. Really? Yeah. And um, because I I was dating my husband at the time when I was working there. And, um, you know, being much older, I was about 15 years older, I believe, than her. I was, good Lord, 34 years old. She was only 19. Um, so she would say to me, like, do you think you're going to get married? And I was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, and, and she's just like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to settle down, get married and have kids. And that's what I remember from her the most is just her wanting to be a mom. So when I saw that she was pregnant, finally, I was elated for her super, super happy. And, um, beautiful pictures with her and her husband and her little baby bum. I never did those pictures. I don't know. Maybe because I'm not like an IG kind of girl. Like I don't like taking pictures of myself, but all these girls are taking pictures of their bellies and these beautiful outfits. I should have did something like that. I didn't take any pictures. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I'm as big as owls. So I don't want anyone to see me.
0: Yeah, I I it's not my cup of tea, those kinds of pictures. Now you don't I don't know. Like oh. uh, no, no, I don't get it. Um, you know, and I watched like an entertainment tonight piece about it, and that that was the thing that caught me oh, off guard. There? Yes, and that's the thing that kind of caught me off guard. And she's still being billed as, as a WWE superstar. And I know she comes back for all of the events, you know, the raw 25, the raw super show, the legends yeah. night, and all that stuff. But they're still billing her as a WWE superstar. Now I don't know if she's gotten into acting at all, or if she's just a model on the side. And and but I didn't know she would still be like under the WWE family. You know, I, I thought she had moved on completely. And they're they're doing jokes on Entertainment Tonight saying, "Oh, maybe this baby will be a future wrestler." Ha ha. You know, what I'm like, she's been gone for like ten plus years. I wouldn't consider Kelly Kelly
1: a wrestler anymore by
0: any stretch
1: um i don't know does she like Is she, i i don't know if she'd be under a legends deal but is she under some kind of promotional deal with them i would guess she
0: is if they i mean she's been back for like the women's evolution event they had she's got
1: the women's Royal rumble like two years I think ago she was
0: in the R- women's royal rumble yeah but like no. she's not like on the independence. Well, that's how
1: people remember her, I guess, for her, you know, her run there. But
0: she and what? Kelly Kelly was never like released from WWE and then like, you know, at like WrestlePro in Rahway, you know? She was not like <laughs> no. she wasn't
1: on the on the
0: indie tour.
1: No, afterwards. but I do see her at conventions. I have seen her um at several conventions that I've done where I got to chat
0: yes, with her a little. Yes, she She's it's regular on the convention scene. Yeah. she get yeah. pretty pretty uh pretty high asking price there from uh Oh, really? <laughs> oh, from what I uh, from what I know, there's the picture from Oh, so uh, pretty. Shoot. So she, pretty. She uh, looks a little different from when she first broke onto the scene.
1: Well, she's older now and she looks beautiful. And I I, I hope she has a healthy happy baby. And I'm I'm very happy for her. <laughs> this guy's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. He's like, I got Kelly Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. I'm very very happy for them. And you know, nothing is worse than uh, you know, being a woman and yearning for a child and not being able to conceive. That yeah. is is a terrible thing. I know so many women uh who would cut off their arm. To have a baby and they just can't do it So when something like this happens It's a a huge blessing So I am really really happy For her and um, You know it's Motherhood's a journey and uh, She's got a lot in store for her But it's the best thing you can ever do So congratulations To Barbie and her husband From me Yes
0: congratulations (laughs) to uh, Somebody who had a better shoot name Than a wrestling name (laughs) And that they should have stuck I with a cute name, then they give you the bad wrestling name.
1: <laughs> we all said that back in the day. Like Barbie Blank is so much better than Kelly Kelly. Like, what the hell? But you know, she what, got what it over. Yeah, it,
0: it's funny. You know, I've seen in the news. I thought I saw her name pop up like a couple, maybe like a week or so ago, because the anniversary of Test Andrew Martin mm. passing away with, had just passed, and she had dated Andrew Martin. Yeah. By, you know, way back in the day. And uh, it's been quite a while since he passed away. And I couldn't believe how long it's been. It's been like 15, 16 years. And it's like, man, he was so young. (laughs) He was such a big dude. And I was was listening to uh, Kevin Nash talk about him. And I didn't know Nash was really close with him when he passed away. And Nash looked at him as like a protege that he could have been like the next Kevin Nash, like Kevin Nash saw him as like the guy who could have carried that big man torch of like the attitude mixed with like the big man, you know, mm-hmm. like that Nash has that, that aura and like, you know, the, the cockiness that, Nash yeah, has, you
1: know? yeah, I, I got, I always got along with test cause you know, he was, he was there in the fake EC dub with me. And I just wish we would have been able to do the run that we were supposed to do together, because I just feel like that would have been money, you know, like working together with him. uh unfortunately, we never got to do it, but I always got along with him in the back, like he was he was a very nice guy, and um you and balls with test no no oh, i you you with test I was supposed to be with really. Te- Oh, yeah, I told you this story. Before. I don't remember this. Remind me. No, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. So when I first went there, the pitch was you're going to be put with somebody, you know, a top tier guy. And they didn't tell me who before I signed my contract, you know. So I signed the contract. And then I get there. And then I'm hearing all this stuff. And and I was told we're thinking about you and Tess together as a monster heel team. So I was just like, oh, my God, I love it. And then I said, the test, are you ready? Like, you know, are you ready to do this? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, this will be cool, blah, blah, blah. And then it just never was brought up again. And I was just like, what happened? And I wasn't pissing anybody off because I hardly opened my mouth. Like I was just like, you know, in the corner, reading my book, doing my thing, not bothering anyone. So I know it wasn't me. I don't think he had a problem with the angle because he seemed like he wanted to do something with, you know, with it. Uh, but it just got scrapped for whatever reason. But I just, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, I wonder if we would have got over. I think we would have. I really think we would have.
0: 100%. That's yeah. what he was missing in that ECW because, well, I remember I was in the building the night he re-debuted. And you looked at him when he redebuted, and that's when they were kind of starting to sprinkle the retread WWE guys in the ECW, you know, whatever you want to call it fake ECW, ECW rebrand. When they were taking guys like Bob Holly, putting them in there, taking a guy like Tess and putting them in there. And the, the fans were booing him because it's like, oh, we've seen Tess. We've seen him in, on Raw. We've seen him on SmackDown. Now he's here. You would have brought a new dimension to him. That would have been really cool. That is a huge missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and it was something I really wanted to do. And just, um, you know, I was eager to just work with anyone. I didn't care, you know, I didn't care who I worked with. And then when they put me with balls, I was like, okay, this is cool. He's my friend, you know, and then take a drug test. <laughs> Way to go, balls. He's out. And then I'm alone again. And they're they're like, oh, yeah, we just we can't think of anything. I'm just like, it's right under your nose. It's right there, you know, but it's like talking to a wall when you work there. So.
0: And that would have been, that could have been the the storyline right there. You turn on balls, your ECW brother to go with Tess. It's sitting right in front of them, and they just. Yeah. They're but, sleeping at the wheel. You know. Like they're known to do
1: sometimes. Oh, what can you do? But, uh, you know, one, one of many missed opportunities. I love the feeling of soaking up the sun this time of year. Native sunscreen is the only sunscreen that I will use. But with all the time in the sun, I'm always worried about protecting my skin. With Native sunscreen, I can give my skin the protection it needs and soak up some much-needed sun. Native's quickly absorbing, ultra cheer, hydrating, and lightweight sunscreen- Formula offers broad spectrum of an SPF 30 protection from UVA and UVB rays. All Native sunscreen is made with a 20% active zinc oxide formula that is dermatologist tested and suitable for sensitive skin. All Native sunscreen is made with oils derived from plants that seal in skin moisture and is vegan and cruelty free. Choose from one of Native's three delicious but subtle scents like coconut and pineapple, rose, or sweet peach and nectar for your face and body. Or try Native's unscented option. My favorite scent is the coconut and pineapple because it reminds me of a tropical vacation. I apply it whenever I need sunscreen. You always need sunscreen every day, even if the sun isn't out. With all Native sunscreen, you get protection from the sun that is free of chemical actives. Give your skin the protection it deserves with Native's Mineral Sunscreens. Go to NativeDO.com slash Francine. Or use promo code Francine at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's native DEO.com slash Francine or use promo code Francine at checkout. That's native DEO.com slash Francine or use promo code Francine at checkout. Native DO.com slash Francine or use promo code Francine.
0: Speaking of missed opportunities, uh there's an, an odd opportunity for somebody that's in a company that's not WWE that I don't know if, I guess he'd be getting paid for it, but this is a weird one. And we we will talk about a missed opportunity again for you in, in a crisscross company scenario, Christian at WrestleMania.
1: I don't know if I believe this one. I, I don't know if I'm Tony Khan. Why would I let one of my top guys work for my rival promotion? Why would I? It doesn't make sense to me. Unless he Christian goes there with an AEW shirt on (laughs) to promote the company. But I don't see them agreeing to something like that. So why would Tony let Christian work WrestleMania? That's out there, man. That's like, I don't know. But but think about it Mickey James went with a belt for another company into WWE and worked her her deal right right in the rumble correct so i mean you never say never but i this one this one's a uh i don't know i don't know what do you what do you think
0: i don't think it's going to happen okay i do think we'll see gangrel because Gangrel seems to be just everywhere these days.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: as he told us, he's pretty much, uh, you know, a vampire who just will not live, he lives forever. Um, I think it's very hard to believe, especially with the investment that Tony Khan put into Christian, who paid him a lot of money to come from WWE to AEW. Right. Why would you want to enhance their biggest show of the year with a guy you invested that much money into only what, two, three years later? That makes no business sense whatsoever
1: as cool as it would be i i could be off the mark on this one but i just can't see tony agreeing to this unless he gets something out of it what 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 is aew going to get out of it are they going to put over the rival promotion on wrestlemania
0: i can't see that happening i don't
1: see it either it's that's a weird one this is this is uh, I don't know who started this one, but it's interesting.
0: It it is interesting because there's the rumblings of the Brood reunion. You know the the, the darkness of the Finn Balor group mixed with the darkness of Edge and the Brood makes sense. It's there. It's it's absolutely logical, but it's not because if one of the guys is in the other promotion, it it just can't happen now. WWE did send Christian again to Impact for an anniversary show, but all he did was present like an award. Right? He didn't wrestle, and and he was out there for about a minute.
1: Well, I mean, I I, look. Stranger things have happened in this business. I you never say never. Like I said earlier, but if this does happen, I will really be shocked. I will be shocked. Like, I would say he has to wear an AEW shirt. He has, there has He's a, in the
0: brood. He can't wear an AEW shirt. Well,
1: he, has to have, he has to have some branding on him so that company gets something out of his appearance. Are they going to, on commentary, are they going to say, oh, it's it's Christian from AEW, all elite. He's all elite, ladies and gentlemen. That's,
0: that, that's what it Come would have to it. be. They're not going to
1: do it. They can't do that. Can if, they?
0: He, if he comes out as – if they do the brood thing and he is there, when we could eat our hats if, if that's the case. He would be wearing the brood gimmick with the white shirt and the with sunglasses. and AEW
1: across the ruffles on the white
0: shirt. And Corey Graves, who likes to throw monikers out there very loosely, <laughs> he would say something like – it's it's Gangrel, it's Edge, and the one who's the elite member of the Brood. It's Christian. You know, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I I just feel like I I feel like AEW needs to get something out of that appearance. They they need to be recognized. That's the only like if I was Tony, that's the only way I'd let him do it. Is if they put him over as somebody from AEW.
0: So let me ask you this. So let's go back to the one we talked about a million times ECW on Raw okay so obviously that was a conjoint that was a conjoined appearance that was a to promote barely legal okay it, it made sense you got, but you weren't there we talked about it it's on the YouTube channel it's 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 something that you were not happy about cuz Shane did not want to go yeah okay didn't want to go what what would have been the more impactful moment Shane walking out on Monday Night Raw, or with all the heat that Shane had with the WWF and everybody involved with the WWF and Vince, or Christian walking out on a WrestleMania being involved with AW that's only been around for two or three years. What would be a more impactful moment, you guys stepping through that RAW, the two of you, or Christian coming up with that smoke and that fire? with you know being involved with AEW. What what do you think some more impactful kind of like shocker cross well, promoter?
1: I think for me thinking back Shane and Vince there was always some heat there, right? I don't oh, know yeah. if Christian has any heat with the company with with WWE. I don't know if he left on good terms. I mean, people leave all the time back and forth for money reasons. Um Shane was different. There was like, there was this heat that they didn't like each other. And, you know, Shane has a tendency to bury people (laughs) in in public a little bit, bit, just a little bit, bit. Um, you know, uh, so it's, it's like, it's a different dynamic when you know it's behind the scenes, uh, the politics are going on in one case, and maybe in the other case, it was just like, well, he left for more money. You know, maybe there's no bad blood with Christian. There was certain, certainly bad blood with Shane. So you would never expect Shane to walk through that door. So I feel like that would be a bigger shock. Because for somebody to keep saying, I'll never work for him again, I'll never go back, I'll never do this. And then you see them, it's like, Holy shit! Where would he come from? Whereas Christian, oh wow, well, it's Christian. He's getting a payday. He's working WrestleMania. I don't hear Christian bad mouthing WWE, right? I don't. I don't think there's any bad blood between them. I, I kind of think that they just parted ways for money reasons. Correct. So I, the to me, it would be somebody whether it be Shane or whether it be anyone who has heat walking back into that company.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that in that long run, even though AEW is what it is, Hmm. that ECW WWF crossover to this day is still going to be the biggest, I, I think shocking moment in wrestling history to see ECW crossover that line and come into the WWF ring is still to me, the most shocking thing ever. Now it'll be cool. If, if Christian is there and that AWWE WWE crossover happens, it's cool. Yep. Yep. To me, it'll always be the fact like Raven comes through the, the, you know, the, the entryway Sabu jumps off the top of the side. Taz right. is in the ring, doing the pose. The Dudleys drop Sandman in the third dreamer in the 3d. If you guys came through with the crowd or did whatever you did, Literally would have been the sh- most shocking moment. It would be on one of those countdowns of shocking moments.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like that's something that shouldn't be advertised. It shouldn't that if we agreed to do that, that should have totally been a surprise and tried to be kayfabe for as long as possible. Um, but, you know, I, <laughs> I desperately tried to talk Shane into going.
0: He <laughs> was just like,
1: I just, I can't to the No. <laughs> That wasn't happening. So sat home and watched it like every every other person in the world, and was bitter, <laughs> super bitter that I wasn't there.
0: You know, in like a year, if WWE is uh, part of uh, the bet online community, good thing we're not <laughs> betters because if uh, Christian shows up, we would have lost.
1: We never <laughs> talked about that. How ridiculous!
0: Oh my gosh. Is,
1: is this? Uh, you can't make this crap up because first of all, okay, I, you know, I enjoy, uh, betting on, uh, certain things. You know, I like the casino. I like to gamble a little bit here and there. Uh, but betting on a wrestling match is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. You can threaten, (laughs) you can threaten the people who work there as much as you want, but something is always going to be leaked. Right? Yeah, if, I, if I'm if i a writer, I'm a writer, and I know what the schedule is, and I know who's going to win and lose, I'm calling my cousin Fred and saying, put 50 on uh, so-and-so because <laughs> I got a tip. <laughs> it, it's, there's no way this could happen. It, it is by far one of the most idiotic things I have ever heard. Ever. There, there's no way this could happen. I I I can't see it happening.
0: It's pretty dumb. I I think it's it's because of the coverage it gets now in mainstream sports. I think that's exactly why. And it's I remember I've said this for years. There's a blurred line now between the work and what wrestling is portrayed as now to the fans. They've it's reported on as go to a wrestling site. Okay, what a wrestler tweets. In character is tweeted as news, as reported right. as news. Right. They forgot somewhere it's a work. It's treated as real information. Oh,
1: God. So
0: the, because ESPN talks about it, the New York Post talks about it, the Daily News, you know, Washington Post, all these publications, Forbes talks about it, Rolling Stone, they talk about it. It blurred the line. So now these betting sites are like, well, shit, WrestleMania, millions of people watch it. So why not bet on it? Well, yeah, there's, oh, there's writers. We didn't know that. Gee, you could bet at the end. Who's going to win? Uh, uh, Indiana Jones or the villain?
1: It's just ridiculous to me. I, I don't, I don't understand it. I think they would lose tons of money. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I just think it's idiotic. It's just ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Who would have thought Superman wins at the end of the Superman movie? Like, I'm
1: telling you, whoa! <laughs> do you think they'll have like sub parlays where, like, uh, if so and so does a run in plus one plus? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> That's so ridiculous!
0: You know, ref bump. You know, like
1: That's so stupid. It's
0: gonna, it's gonna be stuff like that. It's um, yeah, it's unbelievable unreal. that it would be considered. unreal. with this and to me come to. It's unfortunate to me it's another nail in the coffin of, of what was professional wrestling. Uh, wow. I hate to say it, and that's very sad.
1: Well, speaking of nails in coffins, is somebody burying themselves a little too much lately?
0: Which which, which person?
1: Oh, well, the, I, the one I'm thinking about is the one we were talking about this morning. Do we have any anybody else before we go to our main topic today?
0: Um. Yeah. No, no. No.
1: You know, I don't know, cause I gotta tell you
0: you'll be surprised whose side I'm on in all this.
1: Well, uh, uh, the way you said that, i'm I'm thinking you're on punk side. I'm team punk. what uh, what's your reasoning on that? because let before you give an explanation, let me just say. Everyone in the business who is commenting on this story, which recently has blown up again, it kind of went down for a little bit and now it's it's a thing again, right? Everyone who's commenting is so anti-punk. So Mm anti-punk. So what, what is the saving grace that you see that you're on punk side?
0: That it's such a uh, pile on, that now it looks like there's an agenda to get rid of the guy.
1: But don't you think there's a pile-on because he brought it on himself? Did I mean, that? usually it's... that's what happens.
0: Okay, you see the response that he got when he came back? Yeah. You see, how many years were people chanting his name while he was gone? You think it's jealousy? Yes.
1: Okay. Could be. Could be. I'm, I'm not an insider, so I don't know. I'm just... Like you, I'm looking, I'm reading, I'm looking at clips. I'm watching what people are saying about the guy. Um, I knew him back in the day, long time ago. Uh, Shared a locker room with him in MLW, right when ECW was done. Still young CM Punk, still a youngster on the scene. And then um, in the fake ECW, he was there. And he was always super nice to me. And to be honest with you, I never saw an ego from him. But then again, I'm a chick and I'm not competition. So you have to think of it that way too. I get it. Um, But every single person that I see dislikes the guy. And it's like he has a chip on his shoulder. He thinks his shit doesn't stink. He, He really thinks he's the best in the world. You know, and he's got this uh, uh, kind of like an attitude they're saying, like that he's he's better than everybody else. And I don't know, like it, it, some people will, will argue your fact and say, you know, maybe if one person says that it, it's not true or maybe if two people. But but tens of hundreds of people who's worked with the guy are saying it. Could it be him? Could there be something going on? I don't know. I I think
0: there's a a pile on going on. I think there's a a definite movement to get him out. And to me, the unprofessionalism of the guys that have shot on him in the ring and these promos that are now turned out to be shoots. And, you know, I've seen uh, Eddie Kingston's promo on a dynamite that was, I guess we thought was a part of a storyline was now allegedly a shoot the, all the Adam Page stuff that we knew about before that was a shoot in the ring that led to all the stuff at the media scrum. on professionalism. And this guy's getting attacked by everybody.
1: But, okay, it, it, I understand, uh, you know, you're getting bullet points in the back and you get to do your own promo because that's what we did. We got bullet points and we can go off on a tangent, say our own thing. Um, but. I mean, everybody that is shooting on him, are they getting reprimanded when they come through the curtains? Or is there is there some kind of, uh, you know, is Tony Khan going up to him? or You really shouldn't have said that. Or are the coaches coming up to him? Or is anybody getting in trouble for this?
0: See that? I mean, that part, we don't know. Don't, nobody's privy to that information. As just a casual observer, somebody who
1: reads yeah. it, because when you go into business for yourself, sometimes it's – it's you get in trouble for it. You can get in a lot of trouble, especially if they – you know, if Tony wants him back and he's letting all these guys go out and just do these interviews where, where they're just annihilating him on live TV, that's not a way to get somebody back. You know what I mean? Because that makes me think management is letting them have free reign and, and say what they want. And it's not only the talent burying him, but it's the company burying him, so to speak, because management's not doing a thing about it. They're letting them. So what does that say? Does Tony want him back? I
0: We've would think him you, this before I would think you want him back because of the revenue personally, as if you're Do a businessman.
1: Do you want him back when the whole locker room is is flat out saying he's a cancer to the locker room? I don't want him in here. Do you want chaos among all your workers?
0: You're then as the boss, you go to your top lieutenants and you say you need to get over yourself. You need to work with him because as a business, we need to operate to bring in the most money to operate and continue. Bottom line, get over yourself, work with the guy. He's professional enough to work with you, so you move on, get over yourselves. And so the Instagram uh, story that he deleted, I pulled up. Did you get a chance to read it?
1: No. But wait, before I forget this part, as your boss, you just said that. Tony wants to be one of the boys, not so much a boss. So he's going to listen to the majority of that locker room my opinion from what i hear i don't know i'm not in that, that
0: locker room that's what everybody hears
1: everybody hears it so it, it, do i want to be an a, a boss figure or do i want to be one of the boys that everybody loves and everybody's in his ear we don't want him back maybe he's listening and and appeasing that locker room to make everybody happy you know it's been quite a while why hasn't he come back yet
0: well he's injured
1: he, he could still come back and and cut promos. He could he could still be on television. You well, know I guess as well as I do. People come back when they're injured. Yeah, yes, do other but
0: maybe he's concerned for his safety at this point. With <laughs> the last time he was there, he got jumped. I mean, that's and that's again the pile on. That's what I don't understand. He's the to me outsider. Casual observer, not really following AEW as a product. I'm following the drama as it unfolds on social media. He's the victim. He's getting attacked left and right by but everybody.
1: Was he asked to come back? Do was he, do they want him in that locker room? Has he been offered to come back?
0: There was a scenario where it looked like I guess he was coming back, but he's not cleared. Because of the injury. I don't know. So that's why. Yeah, again, there's a lot. Just a lot of murky information out there.
1: What's the uh, Instagram post? This is what he had
0: put out on Instagram, but then deleted. Very quickly. But in this world, all it takes is the post and then screen (laughs) grab (laughs) and it's all over. Yep. So he writes, sigh, which... That's the only part of this story where CM Punk has heat with me because Psy, that come on, what are we? 14 year old girls. Oh, I always oh. write Psy. Well, I mean, come on. That, exactly. You're 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 I a don't girl. Like that. Psy. Okay, that's fine. You can say that. Punk, okay. no. So that's where we have wow. a little bit of no punk. Don't ever do that again. Okay. I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet uh then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view i sat and listened to moxley's rocky three idea i explained how i'd never seen a rocky movie i uh you know what i think this was too i think he was writing a draft and i think he sent it by accident because there's a little bit of like weird text that doesn't make sense um uh i thought the idea sucked but if the boss wanted to do it whatever he said he wouldn't lose to me i'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me I just laughed. I asked Tony if this, what is this, what he wanted? He said, yes, he's the boss. So I said, okay, but I would need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash. So I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change, but I'll never put a company above my health ever again.
1: Okay. So he called one of the top guys a, a liar and a stooge, <laughs> which doesn't sit well probably with Chris, right? Doesn't oh, yeah. sit well with John Moxley because he's basically saying your idea is shit and uh you uh, you know you, you don't want a job to me, so And that's
0: what I sent you this morning was the Moxley response. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right, and I listened to it. Look, there's always going to be some kind of uh, drama going on somewhere. Um, I just feel like my guess is everybody is in Tony's ear that does not want him there. And Tony is a yes guy, and he wants to be friends with everybody, and he wants to be one of the boys. And let's make 20 guys happy instead of one keep peace in the locker room. It's it's, that's the easiest solution because it could be 50, 50 punk could come back. And some of the fans that loved him after all this probably hate him because they're with, you know, with the other guys, like they don't think like you, like maybe they thought, well, it was punk's fault. He deserved to get his ass kicked in the, in the media thing. And I don't know, but maybe they think like, what if he comes out and he doesn't get the reaction we thought he would get. And then what yeah. happens? He's not as over as we thought he was gonna be. You don't know. We don't know. I just feel like Tony is probably wanting to appease the locker room more than he wants to appease one guy.
0: Yeah. I, I just I think they all they're all threatened by him. Mm. I think the, the Jericho thing, uh, there's heat with two of them dating back to when Punk left WWE. And Jericho reached out to him when he left to come on his podcast, and that was like where he wrote him off. And he was like, that's all you want. That's all you're concerned about is getting the story, and that's where their back and forth kind of started. But to me, it looks like the reason people might not like him is because... Punk carries himself differently than maybe Jericho does where Jericho kind of evolves himself and hangs around the guys and maybe wants to be buddies and will listen to what you got to say. Punk will listen to you, but punk's going to tell you if something sucks, punk's going to give you nasty feedback, honestly, but people sing his praises and punk say, punk's great. Punk's this. He bought the locker room coffee and he listened to this and he critiqued my match and did that. Jericho, May want to go out drinking with you afterwards and, and go party and, you know, and, and go to a concert.
1: Yeah, but is Punk the be-all, say-all of, of wrestling? Like, is his word the final say? Just because he thinks something sucks doesn't mean it sucks. But no, no, I'm saying if, he asked,
0: if, if you ask, if somebody says, hey, Punk, can you watch my match? And they go to him and they say, hey, blah, 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 blah. If okay, they go to Jericho, you know, but I'm saying, like, I think that Punk got a reputation for not being approachable, right? ah i gotcha okay but he was to some i think that some people just didn't think he was so yeah but he was a dick
1: punk saying to an indie kid that match sucked here's why blah 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 is one thing punk saying to a guy like john moxley this idea blows i don't want to do it that's another thing you know it's kind of like they're button heads they're two top talents you got one guy who's who's wanting to put the idea over and the other guy says this is shit I don't want to do that. So it's it's kind of you're clashing right. and there's a certain way I think especially with guys that are on the same like you know the same level as you you don't come off like he's an indie guy. You don't tell John, well, this sucks. And, he, you know, I'm not going to do it. There's a way to approach certain things. And like you just said, he has that certain aura about him. Like he doesn't care who he's talking to. If I think it sucks, it sucks. And and, and I'm not doing it, you know, and that's going to get you heat because right. you, you can't talk to top tier guys like that.
0: Okay. It, so it is- does
1: come off as being the dick.
0: So from your industry experience and your professional ear, is that why Moxley was so pissed in that interview?
1: I, I, if if I was John and it came to me that way, yeah, I, I think the approach, it's coming off as like an I'm better than you, my ideas are better than yours kind of deal. You know what I mean? Instead of like, well, let's just pick it apart and, and maybe we can change this to make this work out a little bit. Like there's ways to communicate with people. And obviously their communication wasn't very good cuz it's like my idea is good no your idea sucks no my idea is better no I'm not doing that. It it there was no like middle ground to it. And maybe if they would have taken the time to maybe say Hey, let's change this, or let me explain ro- the the theme of Rocky to you. You never saw the, sh- the, you know, let me explain how Rocky was, and maybe Punk would said, "Oh yeah, that's kind of cool." I never looked at it that way. Like they have to expand on ideas to make somebody understand it. If they don't, but don't come across as a jerk and say, "No, that sucks. I don't want to do that." Like there to me, there's just a way of talking to people. And if that's his attitude with everyone, then nobody wants to hear that. That's always, if you, if you approach something like that, it's always like, well, my ideas are better. No, I don't want to do that. Somebody came to you and said, you know, your new show sucks and they're, they're a fellow podcaster, right? And, and you say, well, I, I kind of like, you know, my, my ideas and what, no man, it sucks. It just blows. They don't give you a reason why they just say it sucks. You should be like me. You should do it like me. (laughs) Well, I don't want to do it like you. I want to do it like me. Everybody's stuck on what they think is right, what they believe in. But there has to be a common ground. There has to be a middle. And maybe if they could have like picked something apart and worked together, they could have agreed on something. Not just shooting it down right away. Not understanding what the concept is. I don't know. Maybe punk is just that guy who doesn't want to listen to other opinions. If if that's what you're telling me, then I get where John's coming from, you know? But then again, I, f- I feel like two people should have say in the match. It shouldn't just be one person. It should be both of them coming together for the betterment of, of the, the company and of the match itself.
0: Now, you know, I usually ask this. Have you experienced anything like it? Have you seen anything even remotely not even the drama like let's take more like the match breakdown the punk imp, uh influence on that match finish when you're hearing moxley have you seen anything like just completely fall apart like this where guys just cannot agree on a finish and the other thing too is that we can't discredit is where's i want where's tony's uh in, input again you know
1: Tony's a yes guy. He doesn't want to piss anybody off. So right. is he letting them handle it and him, you know, themselves and him just backing off? Or is he letting the coach, right. whoever is the coach involved in that, handle it? Which the coach will probably just throw their hands up in the air and walk away. You know, it's like you got, you got two guys that have been in the business for years. What am I going to do about it? Let them handle it. I've seen instances where guys are trying to go over matches. And I've literally heard them say, uh, I don't like that. And the other guy will say, okay, what do you got? Well, I thought this. Well, no, I don't really like that. Well, let's think of something. I've never, ever seen two guys say, well, I'm not going to do that because that sucks. I've never seen that. I don't know. I mean, I, I've always saw like a communication, like people trying to work together to better it. I've never seen somebody flat out say, I'm not doing that. That sucks. Because that's an insult. You're insulting the other guy. Right. Who wants to work with someone like that? I don't know. That's just my take. If you're uncomfortable about a spot or a bump or something, you always should say something. But saying it in a a nice way. Like my mom always said, honey will get you farther than vinegar. Or that, you know, that old expression, like use honey instead of vinegar. Like be sweet instead of sour because your sweetness will get you farther approach things with a better attitude because if you come in with a shit attitude, you're not going to get anywhere. People are just going to look at you and be like, Oh, that guy's got a chip on his shoulder. You know,
0: I think he'll be back.
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him wrestle again. I thought he was very talented, you know, but if it's going to cause all disruption in the locker room amongst everybody, like, is there anybody on Punk's side in that locker room? Anybody? Just one person? Does he have one friend there?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, FTR loves him. Okay. And uh, there was a couple of the younger guys. I think it was uh, Powerhouse Hobbs was another guy that came out and defended Punk. So he does have allies, and he does have some folks that do find him to be a uh, a nice fella. But, yeah. you know, that's a very small <laughs> group. Pile on, so I think he'll be back. But I think it's because the contract weighs a lot. I think he carries still a lot of weight in the sponsor world, and that's what we're here for, folks. We're here for the money.
1: I, you know, maybe he will come back and realize. Let's be a little more humble. If that's the case, again, I, you know, we we're, we weren't privy to these conversations. It's he said, he said, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't hear any of this firsthand, so I don't know what's going on. But if if you come back with a better attitude and a team player attitude, then by all means, like I'd hold the door open for you because you want what's best for the company.
0: I wrote down a quote from Moxley, and this probably fits the punk scenario, and this probably fits like everybody's mindset from whatever era of wrestling you come from. Moxley says. You have to evolve. Uh, most people are stuck in whatever era of wrestling they came from. And that's probably where Punk's from. Whatever he came from, whatever he was around, it's probably where he's stuck and he just won't change.
1: Yeah, but John's been around for a while too.
0: But he, he in the interview, he says he evolved.
1: He's saying he evolved and he's going he to He said even from 10 years
0: it. ago, he's yeah. evolved.
1: Yeah, if the business has changed, I'll say it. It's, it's changed by leaps and bounds since I started. Completely different. So I agree with that statement 100%. But I, I also feel like, you know, being, being humble and not walking in like you're the shit will get you much farther in the business. And, and just, you know, trying to just work with people and listen to their ideas, even if you don't like them, there is a way. To go about it and not be so rude. And maybe that's why people don't dig punk. I don't know. That that could be... To me, that, that, that would be my pet peeve. Like, don't come across like you're better than everyone else. Because we're all here for one goal.
0: Well, you may be right. I may, I may be crazy. <laughs> I may be crazy, but... <laughs> That's about all I got. For that, that was a today. this
1: was a good one. I like this. I like doing these hot topics for the week. This is our new thing.
0: I know, whew, man.
1: Look at look. We did an hour.
0: I know. I told you we can either go thirty minutes or we can go an hour.
1: I'm telling you, I when I get an idea, woo, it's Whoa. good.
0: Man, my back's all stiff now. I'm all. Uh, You're fine. Man.
1: It's good content. We we need content. We got it.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all I got. Uh, really? I would stress very heavily for those listening to head on over to uh, the Queen of Extreme's official YouTube uh, YouTube page. Easy for me to say uh, at the Queen of Extreme Francine ECW uh, on YouTube. Um, really, it's the eyes appear experience. It's, yeah, or but, uh, just
1: type in ECW Diva Francine in the search correct. bar. Yes. That'll take you hey. a-
0: Uh, there's a membership tab that you would click if you go to that page, uh, and on there again, the eyes up here experience, you'll get a lot of eyes up here. You're going to get, uh, access to some videos, uh, which include, uh, watch alongs, which on creative control, you've heard in the past, we've posted some of the audio versions of those before, but now you can actually get to see them. Uh, and they're on YouTube and we're going to be posting them a little bit at a time, but you also get the classic videos that we do posts on the YouTube channel. Uh, again, little bit more at a time and uh, it's going to keep growing, but I'll let the queen of extreme talk about that in a minute because you're going to go over and you're going to follow me on Twitter at Chad EMB on uh, Instagram at IB exclusives and my website, ibexclusives.com.
1: and your new show
0: and my new show. Uh, it's on YouTube right now, just exclusively. It's perfectly rated And you can just type perfectly rated into uh, the search bar at YouTube. Um, Just throwing up some clips for the moment and just seeing how the clips are going. And I mean, you know, slowly but surely, just uh, gaining a little bit of steam and uh, seeing how it goes. But uh, appreciate everybody that's uh, sent me messages uh, telling me they liked what they've seen so far. So I appreciate that very much.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, across the board on social media, you can find me at ECW Diva Francine. And yes, uh, YouTube is the big thing right now for me. Um, I think y'all know we're we're not doing the Patreon anymore. Uh, this is taking the place of the Patreon um, and it is cheaper. It is a lot cheaper as well. <laughs> Five bucks for a channel membership. And like uh, Chad said, we're, we're doing all kinds of special features on there. There will be all kinds of stuff that you can watch. Um, we're planning to do a lot of lives coming up. I have a lot of guests lined up um, for future broadcasts. So if you have not subscribed, please go over and subscribe to the channel. Um, we'd love to have you over there. We also do giveaways. Um, lots of prizes, signed merch. It's a lot of fun. And um, I really want it to expand and grow. And uh, we're looking forward to having you become part of the family. So please uh, go over to YouTube and type in ECW Diva Francine in the search bar and uh, subscribe today. And with that, that is a wrap it's the queen of extreme francine letting you know that starting april 1st youtube will be the home for the eyes up here experience along with my co-host chad we will be bringing you the best interviews with the hottest stars from wrestling and the entertainment industry plus channel members get access to exclusive video content that includes watch alongs and much much more subscribe and ring that bell so you get the notifications and i hope to see you at our next live